0: one <laughs>
1: How's it going? I'm Lisa and I'm Eric and welcome to our brand new podcast called Music Matters Media
0: where we'll be talking about all things music including albums interviews and music news in general
1: with genres across the board including hip-hop, pop-punk, punk punk rock,
0: jazz, blues, metal and even some underground stuff as well.
1: So stay tuned if you're a music enthusiast like the both of us because we'll have plenty to offer here on this podcast.
0: (laughs) And to start off, we're going to be talking about some of the genres that we both like, both mutually and individually.
1: Definitely. So, on my end, um, currently, I listen to a lot of pop punk. So, at the same time, though, I listen to everything across the board. If you look to my iTunes music library, you would see majority pop punk bands, including, um, you know, Paramore, Blink 182 um, you know, bands like that. But then if you look at my Spotify playlist, it's a lot of hip hop and pop music and stuff that really just gets me pumped up at the gym when I'm working out.
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I listen to everything across the board though. I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to music. I love getting recommendations from people saying, check this out, listen to this. Um, and I love, uh, hearing new artists and seeing what they bring to the table.
0: Yeah, I, I pride myself on doing that as well. Just, you know, throwing a line out to sea and seeing what uh what I can get. Uh, some of the bands I love that I've loved since high school: Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, The Jimi Hendrix Experience, Metallica. But you know, from then onwards, I've definitely widened my palette of different artists I like to listen to. So, you know, nowadays I like Bruno Mars, super Lamar, talented. Kendrick Lamar.
1: Love Kendrick Lamar, too. I think he's one of the best in the game right now, hip-hop-wise.
0: And for anyone who saw the Grammys, you know how amazing he did. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I don't even need to tell you. Um, SZA as well.
1: Yes, up and coming.
0: And yeah, I just uh, just like expanding my uh, musical tastes because I kind of feel like staying in one lane is just boring. It's just
1: boring, yeah. And it's just, it's stale after a while. It's good to be exposed to all kinds of, you know, how do you know if you like something?
0: Exactly. If you yeah. never
1: experience it,
0: yeah, and you know, I'm sure you know what this is like when you're, a, when you're a punk high schooler and you want to just stay loyal to your genre of music. Absolutely.
1: When you're young, you are so naive and you think like you're, you're betraying the genre if you listen to anything outside of that. So, like, I remember like people could be, I don't know, just random example, but like people could be like, you can't listen to Metallica and Michelle branch. Like what's wrong with you? Like Mm -hmm. that's totally not, you know, our scene or whatever. But like, as you grow up, you realize none of that matters and you give less of a shit, um, of people's opinion and you listen to whatever the hell you want to listen to. In my opinion, there really is no guilty pleasures. You either like it or you don't. And, uh, And that's really that, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, no one should really judge you for what you like anyway, because it's yours.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And everybody likes different things. So, it it maybe it won't impact one person, and then the other person might fall in love with it. Exactly. So you really don't know unless you try, people. So moral of the story, <laughs> moral of the story is go out there and listen to a bunch of different stuff other Absolutely. than the stuff that you're used to.
0: Absolutely, you you'll know? be you'll be pleasantly surprised with what you uh with what you walk away with. To be honest with you,
1: expand your horizons.
0: <laughs> and one of the bands that you and I both love to death that we have in common uh, is Fall Out Boy
1: absolutely absolutely i remember when we first started becoming friends and then we both realized that we really really liked that band
0: yeah we uh we realized that very early on too
1: which i also love this is just one of the many reasons why i love music because it can just bring people together and start forming friendships off of the stuff that you guys listen to and you can bond over that
0: exactly and I don't know, I kind of, I'm not going to say that doesn't exist anymore, but at least in our case, um, you know, it's kind of, not hard, but I just miss those days when you could, you know, easily do that, walk up to someone and be like, hey, you like that band? Me too let's uh exactly let's talk, you know? yeah
1: exactly and you and you bond over that and then you can go experience that together you guys could go to a concert together
0: exactly. or you can go
1: like pick up their their new album and listen mm-hmm. to it and oh what tracks do you like what tracks do I, Absolutely. I mean and
0: yeah. that's what you and I have been doing for years and we'll talk about this in future podcasts
1: exactly so we figured why not just put it out there for the world and get you know, get in a really open conversation.
0: Absolutely. So. Because um, that's how the word of mouth spreads, you know?
1: Exactly. So, anybody to listening to this, uh, feel free to to comment and uh, let us know what you feel about everything.
0: Absolutely. So, how did you find out about Fall out Boy in the beginning?
1: That's a good question. Um, MySpace days. <laughs> <laughs> throwing it Taking back. Taking it back, yeah. Yeah, throwing it back. I was helping one of my friends with her myspace page right so i was really i thought i was like the a plus web designer (laughs) back in the day back in the day with the myspace layouts and the coding that you'd have to do for that which is like the beginner's guide to like but but like when you're like 12 13 14 years Mm -hmm. old you think like yo i'm a freaking computer hacker right right now. (laughs) i know all the valuable shit so anyway so I was helping my friend with one of her layouts, like make a layout and then and customize it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, OK, the last step to make your profile is you definitely want to put a song on it. You want to add music. That was one of my favorite things about MySpace um, compared to Facebook is that you can add a song to your profile or, or make a playlist and put it on your profile. Right, like right. remember the band pages that they yeah, have. Yeah, uh-huh. So that was something really, really cool that I wish that um, was brought over to Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But, and,
0: you know, you just kind of a side note thing, but you know you're getting old when kids from this generation think that what you just said is actually something that's brand new and hasn't been <laughs> thought up of yet. <laughs> yeah. It exists, it, kids. It exists.
1: It's sad. It's so sad. But, uh, My that's, Space Days. That's
0: a, yeah, that's a really cool way of discovering a band.
1: Yeah, so I was, you know, doing her profile and I was like, you definitely need a song. And then she's like, okay, I want Sugar, We're Going Down. By Fall out Boy.
0: And that's what started it all.
1: And that's what started it all. I was like, okay, so I added that song to her page, and then I was I started listening to it. I was like, oh, nice. This is catchy. Whatever. Like, this is new. This is something that like I've never, you know, it was kind of out of my realm at the right, time. Right, right. And um, then like fast forward a little bit, I remember seeing the video, the music video on MTV Hits. Oh my God, that was my channel back in the day. MTV Hits. I think it's still around now. I'm pretty sure. But basically yeah, it's, but a, you know, it's it's a channel just exclusively for music videos. Right, right. And at the time too, at during that era, like music videos were everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hence
1: like shows like TRL and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I remember,
1: that. I remember watching the music video and thinking that was really cool. And then that's when it was like that's when it confirmed it for me, where it's like, all right, I'm gonna follow this band, I'm gonna check them out and listen to the rest of that album. Which coincidentally is my favorite Fall Boy album is from Under the Cork Tree. So, yeah, full circle right there. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> so the way I found them out is it's it's kind of – it's almost like when the planets align. Uh, that's kind of the best way I can explain it. Yeah. So basically the way I found out about them was their name actually just stood out to me for some weird reason. I was right. looking through, you know, one of those uh, bullshit teenage magazines. Right. Uh, I was never into them, but for some reason it stood out probably because – at the time, the cast of Harry Potter was on the cover, mm-hmm. and I was still am super into that stuff. But back then, it was like huge.
1: Yeah, I remember so, when that was blowing up.
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it was right around when the Goblet of Fire movie came out. Nice. And so I was looking through the magazine, and then this name jumped out at me: Fallout Boy. And uh, there was a picture of Pete Wentz uh, next to the name, and I remember thinking, he looks really interesting. He looks really cool, and. After a while, I just kind of forgot about them. Actually, I didn't mm. look at their music or anything, I just forgot about them. But then later on, I was on YouTube and I found this uh video of Naruto. Oh, yeah, of, yeah, you know, of course. Of you know, two of the characters fighting, and the background music was actually a Fallout Boy song. Gotcha. And I heard the song was the patron saint of liars and fakes, by the way. I'm
1: from, having uh, such nostalgia right now talking yeah, about our yeah. stories. Um. Yep. Because, like, all these things like MySpace, TRL, yeah, Naruto, man. like, Doesn't seem that Harry long Potter, about, right? all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like, all the good stuff. Right. All the good stuff. But go ahead.
0: So, yeah, I heard that song and I immediately fell in love with it. And when I found out who it was from, I was like, that's Flop
1: Boy. That's so awesome. So, you made the connection. Yes. So okay. then
0: I, I wanted the name of that song and I had no idea what it was. And, you know, me being really young back then, not really knowing how YouTube worked, I. Uh, I don't remember if I bothered looking for a name of the song in the description. So I went onto like a bunch of websites and started playing song by song off of uh, Take This to Your Grave and From Under the Cork Tree, which nice. were the, the two albums back then. Nice. And uh, I, I couldn't find the song because I didn't know the name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, as I was playing the songs one by one, I was unintentionally turning myself onto the band. And I really started liking every song, every song, every song, until eventually I was just like, you know what? I'll buy these two albums physically.
1: I think I'm a fan. Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) So then, you know, once I stood back and looked at everything that had happened, I was like, this was meant to be. That's
1: awesome. That is a really cool story, actually. Yeah. That that you ended up making that connection, and you're like, oh, crap, these are these guys? Exactly. Those are the same guys in that magazine? (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I kid you not. I've told you this story a bunch of times, but I'll tell it here for everyone. I bought both From Under the Court Tree and Take This to Your Grave. There is not a single spot on either of those two CDs that isn't scratched.
1: Yeah, you played them to death. Yes.
0: Like, (laughs) I remember when I first got them, that was all I listened to for like a week straight. It was just, I was in love, man. I mean.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, Eric, do you want to give a brief uh, history as far as the albums from beginning up until now? And then we'll we'll
0: go sure. through them. Okay, so unofficially, and I say this because even the band disowns this album, which I think it's a shame. Unofficially they started with uh, Fall Out Boy's "Evening Out with Your Girlfriend," which I actually really liked. Um, I, I I never got that physically. I was actually able to get that back in the LimeWire days.
1: LimeWire, <laughs> that's another holy oh, crap. Man.
0: That'll be another story <laughs> later on. <laughs> That's
1: another trip down memory, lane. Like yes. oh wire. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Killing um, computers everywhere, one by one. <laughs> Jesus. So,
0: yeah. I remember when I first got that album, I really liked it just because of how raw it was, how raw Patrick's vocals were. And it was just cool to see them at their very beginning. And, you know, with every album, seeing Patrick just getting better and better as a singer and as a songwriter, it was, it's a really uh, fun trip to see that, you know? But, Absolutely. Uh, so yeah, first there was that, then there's Take This to Your Grave.
1: Which came out in 2003.
0: Mm-hmm. And then there's From Under the Cork Tree.
1: Which came out in 2005.
0: Those were the two albums that you and I both love. Um, side note, I'm tied <laughs> between Take This to Your Grave and From Under the Cork Tree for the number one spot. They're just...
1: That's fair. Yes, That's fair. They, to me
0: they're just a package deal. Uh, After that was Infinity on High.
1: 2007 that came out.
0: Mm-hmm. And then... It was Fully Ado, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. and that came out in 2008, and and then they took a... They took a break. Hiatus, yeah. Uh
0: And then they came back with Save Rock and Roll.
1: Which came back in uh, 2013.
0: And then after that was American Beauty, American American Psycho. Psycho.
1: Yeah, and that was in 2015, and now... Mania. In 2018. So they've had a decent run. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that insane? Like I know. That is pretty wild to go from, you know, 2003, I'm going to say, just officially. Yes. Till, to 2018. You know, mo- you yeah. got to give them credit because most bands, I know they had the hiatus in between, but most bands die out or aren't yeah, even relevant absolutely. from that period to now. Like, I know a ton of bands in the early 2000s that have never...
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, crossed over into, you know, the 2010s or...
0: Yeah, but... So, um. You know, just looking back on everything that they've done, you know, regardless of whether the people listening to this podcast are old school Fall Out Boy fans or whether they're newer generation Fall Out Boy fans, you know, you really got to give it up to them and to their commitment to staying different and to always pushing the envelope.
1: Yeah, because honestly, I would say they started making a shift with Infinity on High.
0: Yeah, definitely. You could tell like immediately from the first single that came out.
1: Right. And then they went all in with folio yeah, do.: absolutely. And then they took that hiatus, and then they came back and was just like, you know what? We really don't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But not in a bad way. Just saying, like, they're going to do what they want. Exactly. And yeah. they came back with Save Rock and Roll. And then, you know, the rest is history from there. Then Absolutely. You know, and they, they had that uh, Pac-Man
0: ZP as well, where like, they uh, experimented with hardcore punk.
1: They kept changing, they kept evolving, um, which, yeah, so regardless of how people feel about it, you know, and I've heard, obviously, both sides yeah. of uh-huh. of the argument about, you know, the diehards for the earlier stuff versus the people just getting into them now with the poppier stuff, um, but whatever you have to say about it you can't deny the fact that they have been constantly changing you know this isn't a new thing Yeah, you know absolutely. it's it's not like they went from like take this to your grave to mania you exactly. know as as from you know what i mean as like
0: it's been gradual
1: yeah know, exactly it's been a gradual change um some are hits some are misses but um yeah it's just
0: yeah it's, it's just what it is but at the same time you know like you said, you can't deny uh, the progression of abilities, especially in Patrick Stump. You know, the guy is a fantastic singer, much, a, a very phenomenal singer, much better than he was a couple of years ago. And he Absolutely. definitely has taken his voice to places I couldn't even think of, you know, even, even back in the, from under the cork tree era, like, you know, you could tell, especially on that album that he was expanding his voice, but even then I would have never imagined that
1: we would yeah. get what we get now. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He's a super, super talented dude, and you can tell that um, you know the evolution in his voice throughout Absolutely. each al- album. So yeah,
0: like back then, everyone used to say, "Oh, Pete's the number one guy in Fallout Boy," you know, because he was—he was, he was, the, 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 showman. He was yes, the showman. He was the showman, lyricist. He. Was Everybody
1: a- used to think that that wasn't a diehard fan at least that he was the lead singer because he was yeah, just yeah. always in the forefront.
0: Exactly. People even thought he was the singer on uh, "Evening Out with Your Girlfriend." Mm-hmm um but yeah i mean patrick really has uh in my opinion uh earned a lot more respect over the years and i see them both as uh on equal footing now
1: yeah no i totally agree with that and i believe not just them too i believe everybody in the band really um has a lot to offer absolutely because i feel bad at the same time because i feel that joe and andy um get pushed on the back burner, yeah, a lot of the time, where it's just now mm-hmm. it's more um or at least back then it was more Pete and then it became Pete and Patrick, but now I think um they are trying to get everybody on the same yeah playing field definitely. because they all are super talented in their own you know aspect,
0: yeah, and for those of you who you know are fans of uh Joe and andy check out their side project called uh the damn things I very remember boy. when
1: you introduced me to that yeah, very I had cool no idea project. about that
0: yeah I remember when Fallout boy broke up and I was feeling pretty pretty shitty about it uh, they announced this side project called the damn things which is a super group built of uh, fallout boy members and anthrax members I forget where the singer is from but um you know he was he was very good and Needless to say, they blew me away. They were not at all what I was expecting.
1: And to be honest, I remember telling you that uh, out of because they all ended up doing their own side projects after yeah, yeah. the, you know, hiatus, breakup, whatever you want to call it. And I remember telling you, I was like, wow, I think this is my favorite side project out, yeah, mine of, too. out of the three mine too. was Joe and Andy's project with the yeah. damn things mm-hmm. because um Patrick had his soul punk, his solo um, yeah. soul punk era and then Pete was doing the black hearts yeah back yeah. then with um BB Rexa, yes, who totally that. freaking blew up since then yeah absolutely you know so it's funny how that worked out yeah but, but uh, yeah, good for, for her <laughs>
0: for anybody who wants to you know see what Joe and Andy can really do check out that side project because they actually have a chance to shine as musicians they're not just another rhythm section right in a pop right. punk band you know Joe actually plays lead guitar and you know Andy is able to uh get really uh aggressive with his drumming
1: right yeah i really really appreciated it when i listened to it i remember being like holy crap i can't believe that this is what they're doing now
0: yeah and i heard a couple years back that they might be doing another album so really fingers crossed
1: nice yeah i hope they end up doing that that would be awesome i would totally listen to it
0: absolutely so would i so So tell me
1: tell me eric out of these albums which is your favorite? I know that you said both um, from Mother of the Court Tree and Take This to Your Grave will be tied for your favorite. So yes. explain to me why those two in particular, you know, that you gravitate towards. And then also tell me what is your current least favorite and why?
0: Okay, so the reason why those two are my favorites is because, you know, that was that was their golden age for me, you know, Um. I found them out, like, right as they were, like, on the brink of blowing up. I mean, they're already pretty big back then, but, um, you know, I kind of feel like with Infinity on high, they became even higher. Even yeah. Higher, yeah. Even higher in terms of, like, status. <laughs> no Definitely. pun intended <laughs> but um, no
1: i totally get what you mean like yeah, they went yeah. they went from blowing up in that scene of music yes, to actually blowing up on the radio and stuff like that being yeah, played yeah, over yeah. especially thanks for the memories absolutely. if anybody who don't doesn't even know who fall Out boy you know as a band who they are they know thanks for the memories absolutely
0: so yeah so yeah to me you know i i think i found them at the right time because they were not too underground, but not too famous either. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like that sweet spot when everything is like in the middle, so to speak, for a mm-hmm. band. And that was when, in my opinion, their best output came out. You know, I found their best work at the same time. And, you know, it It uh, held a lot of significant meaning for me as well, you know, in high school. it. Uh, you know, being a loner in high school and not really having a lot of friends, it resonated with me. So that's awesome. That's another reason why I really love those two albums. It was just kind of, you know, the perfect thing at the right time, you know?
1: Yeah, of course, yeah.
0: And, you know, that's just one band. I mean, Jesus, like in ninth, 10th grade, forget it. I discovered band after band after band that I love. It was just the beginning. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you've got stories about that as well, so you know what I'm talking about. Of course, You know, it's just course. that, uh, just this very formative years of us just finding out our music and finding out our identity and exactly high school's a
1: weird time dude
0: yeah so we're <laughs> really <that> trying <laughs> to yeah
1: it's true though you're you're starting to like figure out who you are as a person what Absolutely. you like what you don't like so i totally get that
0: yeah but um i don't know there was just something special about those two albums just the rawness about it uh i think i the think lyrics, the vocals
1: i was just just about to say that like they're um earlier stuff and and when i mean earlier stuff i i'll say before the hiatus that they took yes um lyrically has some of the best lyrics that they've ever released
0: absolutely and plus you know their riffs were just amazing like you know you you hear song after song after song and you just can't not like it you know
1: absolutely and so what is your least favorite if you had to pick one
0: I mean, it's unfair <laughs> to say this one because I have not heard it yet. Uh, American Beauty, American Psycho is my least favorite. Okay. Just and, and why? Of, because Save Rock and Roll was already a departure for me, but it was still somewhat steeped in their past, mm. if that makes sense. like It, it was, was still, pop rock. Yes, it was still them, to, yeah. a, to a degree. Yeah. But then once American Beauty, American Psycho came out, I was like...
1: Like, for example, what? right, I could, I could be wrong about this, right? But I would say Take This to Your Grave is pop punk more, like, punk leaning.
0: Yes, absolutely. Right?
1: Then we have From Under the Core Tree, which is just punk pop punk at its finest, like, 110% yeah, pop punk, right? Then we have Infinity on High. Then we start getting more experimental. I would say that's more of a pop punk slash alternative leaning
0: album. Yeah, absolutely.
1: you Do, alternative.
0: Yeah, all the way.
1: Then the hiatus, then they come back, say rock and roll. I would say that's pop rock.
0: Yeah, me too. Yes. So and they, they really experimented on that one, and I thought that that was like the furthest they could go. Well. And then, <laughs> and then the following album, quite came a out. surprise. Now, granted, you know, for anyone listening who really loves American Beauty, American Psycho, you know, please, you know, don't think that I'm trashing the album. It's just I'm his not, opinion.
1: It's just a yeah, opinion. yeah.
0: I'm not, I'm not like granted. I'll. I'll listen to it I'll, I'll give it a chance you know I, I know I said that it's unfair that it's my least favorite when I haven't listened to it Um, just uh, full disclosure I don't think it'll change even after I listen to it but you have you know, heard those songs from it yes, though, I've to, heard to
1: formulate songs. some type of opinion yes
0: I've heard a couple of the singles I didn't really uh, gel with them right but um, you know I'll definitely give it a chance just because I've listened to every album but that one it kind of feels unfair to leave it out
1: Now I'm going to throw a curveball question at you, right? Okay. So you say American Beauty, American Psycho is your least favorite currently as of right now, right? But mania took a lot of risks as well. Yes. So for you, what would be the difference between the two of liking one and disliking the other?
0: You know, that's a very, it's a very good question. And my answer may not make sense just because. I haven't listened to American Beauty, American Psycho. That's right, Eric. Judgment
1: but, free zone. That's why we're here to talk
0: about. But um, we're gonna figure it out. I don't know. Maybe it's because with a mania, I I kind of accepted the fact that Fall Out Boy was no longer a pop punk band. That's maybe,
1: important. That's very important.
0: Maybe maybe I just kind of finally accepted. You know what? They're not gonna go back to that, regardless of whether it's a phase or whether they're truly done mm-hmm. with it they're not the fallout boy that I discovered in high school anymore. You know, they just like me, they grew up and this is who they are now. Mm. They're adults. They're, they're into different things now and they're into different styles of performing. So I have to come to terms with that. So when you sent me the link to the album on YouTube, that definitely helped to just kind of help get me ready for whatever was to come on the album. Mm -hmm. And I was actually very pleasantly surprised when I heard the album. You know, even though it was not at all what I was used to. I, uh, you know, with the exception of the first single that I just didn't like at all.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> yeah,
0: we'll talk about that.
1: We're definitely going to talk about um,
0: that. But yeah, I just thought it was, I thought it was good. And not just because of Patrick's vocals, which I think was the standout on the album.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: But um, I don't know. For For some reason, the album felt... It felt like it flowed. You know, it didn't feel all over the place. It didn't feel like they were trying to cram a bunch of different styles into one thing. It felt like a cohesive work. I know?
1: disagree with you on that. Um, okay. But uh, but that's why we're here to talk about it. I yeah, think yeah. actually my theory about the new album um, is the complete opposite. I think that it's called Mania and that's how it feels listening mm, to okay. it throughout. I think that each song is entirely different from the next song and i think that they did throw a bunch of genres together yeah. but 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 that was the point right you know i just I kind of feel think, like there's think, a root to everything in my opinion i think they planned it out as far as like you know right. we're gonna just throw a bunch of these genres right. together on one album
0: and speaking to your theory uh because we spoke about this too uh the album could have turned out very differently due to the first single
1: Absolutely, yeah. So pretty much for those that don't know, the album was supposed to come out um, months ago in 2017. It was supposed to come out, I believe, around September, October.
0: Yeah, yeah. It got delayed.
1: And then it got delayed because they scrapped it. They decided to scrap whatever that they had and just start over again because they were not impressed with you know, the material that they had, and they didn't want to just, like, half-ass an album and, yeah. and Plus, set it out there. you know,
0: the backlash that they got from the first single was just Hoo-wee. enormous. <laughs> and, you know, we're not going to... So not let's talk
1: about it. that real quick before I continue. Yeah, you know, we're not going to... Young and Menace, it. right? Yeah,
0: did not like that.
1: When you first listened to it, well, what was your initial reaction?
0: I didn't know what to think at first. I knew that I was not impressed. That was for sure. But uh, you know, I was, I knew I wasn't impressed, and then after I heard the song, I was like, if this is going to be what the entire album is like, then I give up. I
1: (laughs) I watched a bunch of interviews, and in one of them, Pete described the song "Young and Menace" as a cat following a laser pointer, (laughs) and he's like, "That's the mood of that song," and that uh, honestly, like, that's that's uh, the best description ever because that song is literally like all over the place yeah and it's like all this uh
0: i forget his name on uh youtube but it's like this one youtuber said you know one guitar chord does not make it a rock song right right so it, you know,
1: yeah that song was a huge huge um letdown yeah and and i remember listening to that one single and being like holy crap, like, if yeah, if yeah, the rest yeah. of the album is going to sound like this, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through exactly.
0: it. Exactly. So when you sent me the link when the album finally came out, I saw it, and I was like, okay, bottoms up. <laughs> and I clicked the link, and when I saw Young and Menace as the first song, I was like, okay, skip.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I went... well. What, okay, what blows my mind about that, too, is because I really want to talk about that. The fact that... They got it. The song itself got such a poor response from both not only just critics but fans, where they were just like, you know, what is this, you know? Yes. And so, based off of that, and based off the material they had, they decided to scrap it, and then later on, um, you know, work on the material, and then have pushed back the date to January um, when the album was released. So, what I don't understand though is the fact that. They didn't need to put that song on the album. Yeah, it you, could have been a one-off.
0: Yeah, um, they could have written another one. for Exactly. That
1: album. The album ended up coming out January nineteenth, so they had months yeah. to come, you know, go back to the drawing bar board, come up with a new plan, and uh, I didn't. I don't even know why they ended up putting that song on the album, like yeah. to begin with.
0: Like at first, that's what I thought, but then. You know, once the rest of the album was finished, I was like, you know, even though Young and Menace is, you know, kind of like a stain on the album, in the long run, whatever, I can overlook that because the rest of the album was uh, was very good.
1: I get that they were just trying to go way beyond their comfort zone and really, like, shoot for something completely different, and, you know mania as a whole the album feels like they just started throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what would stick yeah yeah and um that's one of the songs that just definitely definitely at least for me personally did not stick and I, i don't know why it ended up being on the official album but yeah
0: and i agree with you the album definitely does feel like a variety of styles but the only reason why i said it was cohesive for me was because there was a root to everything that they did and I kind of feel like there was an underlying common element in every song even if you didn't hear it like front and center mm-hmm. but there was something that every song had in common and that's what made it flow to me even if every song was totally different than you know any other
1: to me i could be wrong but i feel like the concept of the album mania is like that's how it felt listening yes. to to the album you know each song was completely different yeah. from the last um and they just tried to experiment with all different kinds of uh genres and stuff like that so for me it felt like a concept album that didn't yeah, have a concept yeah. <laughs> right so it's like it's weird to say like that a but it's very true.
0: loose concept album of sorts
1: right um so i'm gonna read the track list real quick and then we can go through each song and how you feel about it cool okay so um the first song young and menace we got the second song champion Third song, Stay Frosty, Royal Milk Tea. The fourth, Hold Me Tight or Don't. The fifth, The Last of the Real Ones. The sixth, Wilson, in parentheses, Expensive Mistakes. Seven, Church. Eighth is Heaven's Gate. Nine is Sunshine Riptide. And ten, to close out the album, we have Bishop's Knife Trick. So, so, we already spoke about the first song, so we can just, you know... Skip that. <laughs> skip that. Let's go to Champion. How do you feel about Champion when you listen to it?
0: I liked it. I, I don't love it, but I like it. I thought it was pretty good when I, uh, when I first heard it. Definitely a step above Young and Menace.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, listen... It, it's harsh, but I think the rest of the album nothing can compare to that song. Yeah, for absolutely. better, let's just say for better or for worse, you know whether yeah. you, you know. So uh, yeah,
0: Champion was good, but um,
1: to me, you know, in my um, opinion, it was okay, but it's yeah, not. Yeah. It's not something that it's
0: not something that I'm dying to go back to. Yeah,
1: it's not like. something I'm dying to go back to. You know, I I feel like it's a great value version <laughs> yeah. of um yeah for sure of, of uh, what's that song called? Oh, Centuries. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, on American Beauty, American Psycho. When Centuries came out, it really made a statement. I yeah, was like... Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Not that it was my favorite song off of that album either, but when it came out, I was just like, wow, you know, you can tell that it, it really... It was a statement song, you know what I mean? And um, with Champion, I feel like it's trying to be San- Centuries, but it just never quite gets there. Yeah, uh-huh. And the repetitiveness, um, if, if I could... St- if I can get through this, I can do anything. Yeah, that's like over and over know. and over. It it really like detracts from the song for me as a whole.
0: Yeah. Lyrics were definitely an issue on some songs.
1: So that's how I feel about that. What about Stay Frosty, Royal Milk Tea?
0: Loved that one. Like immediately.
1: Me too. I thought that, it was amazing. That song is killer. Like instrumentally.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: It it really fills the whole room. When you're yeah. listening to it, you know what I mean? Um, that's definitely on my workout playlist.
0: Where I'm just like,
1: whoo, get pumped. Um, really, really good song. Um, I like the reference, the Tanya Hard- Harding reference. <laughs> that always makes me laugh.
0: <laughs> so yeah, uh, this uh, that's another thing I like about this album. It's got some pretty cool references here too.
1: It does have some cool references. So that one always makes me uh, laugh when I listen to it. <laughs> um, so the next one is Hold Me Tighter," Don't.
0: Um it was okay to me.
1: I actually really like that one. I like um the vibe of it like with the s- with snapping of the fingers and mm. it feels very like I don't know, it's a it's a good dance song, I feel. Mm. So I I really vibed with that one actually. Um last of the real ones. I like that one. That is probably one of my favorites on this album. Definitely top 3 for me. Um it's a really, really, really good song. Why do you like it, Eric?
0: It's just uh, it's a. It's very powerful song, very is, en- right? very energetic, and just I don't know. It's and it's I feel like special. I feel like
1: in this one the lyrics on this song is closer to what Fall Out Boy used to write. Yeah, if that makes any sense, then then, like the stuff that they've been writing, their old style of not saying um, that. All right. You know, I'm not saying it's a complete replica of how they used to write, because let's be honest, lyrically, the things that they used to write used to be so much more intricate. Yeah,
0: they're used to to be more. uh, They used to be more literary. Yes, you know,
1: absolutely. And then now everything, everything
0: is very simple, very simplified down. Mm
1: hmm. So, but that song to me when I listen to it I get a sh- very strong
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely got that uh, vibe
1: connected with their older stuff.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um for the next one is Wilson, Expensive Mistakes. I know you really said you liked this yeah, one a lot. Yeah, I really right? like that one as well. This one's a good one. Um you like the reference to uh the Adams family? Yes. That was that was cool. They they did a a cool job of doing. They always do that though. Yeah. For the most part, not on every single album, but
0: the reference was I'll stop wearing black when they make a darker color, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome.
1: They they're really they're the kings of references though. It's oh pretty, yeah, for sure.
0: Even good. with their song titles and their uh, on their previous albums.
1: I was gonna say, do you miss their really long song titles? Yeah, yeah. From back I do. The-
0: <laughs> and what's funny is that some of the. Some of the songs or most of the songs with the really long titles were some of my favorites, just yeah. because they're so underrated they don't really play them live right like um, <laughs> there's this one song uh, that I really love, and not, oh, I remember you and you and me and another friend of ours were playing a guessing game one night, mm-hmm. and neither of you two could guess the name of the song, and uh there came a point where we were just like, "Screw it, leave it on." It's underrated. Let's let's just listen to the <laughs> let's whole thing. Yeah, it's uh what was the name of that song? It's called uh I Slept With Someone in Fallout Boy. Oh yeah, and, and all, all I got I
1: was this T shirt, right?
0: All I got was oh, this no, the song. song. Yeah. All I got was a stupid song written about yeah. me. Yeah. So that's the entire name, but it's just such a good song.
1: That is a really good song. Yeah. And that's from one of my favorite Yeah, uh, that's from your favorite album, from yeah. Under the Courtry. Yeah. Very cool.
0: Ah, <sighs> magic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, definitely Wilson. I love that song.
1: Next we got Church. <sighs>
0: that's that one, was.
1: That's one heck of a song. Yes. If
0: if you guys think that um uh, the song there there's two songs where Patrick has really blown me away in the past with his singing. The first one is uh, called Golden from Infinity on High. Yep. That song was when I truly started to see just how great of a vocalist Patrick really is. And the other one is called Donnie What a Catch.
1: I love that song.
0: Or, or is it Yeah, that's what that's what it is, right? Yeah, Donnie. from Folio do. Yeah. Th- yeah. It's not What a Catch Donnie, right? It's Donnie What a Catch.
1: Oh, it could be Ooh, let me look that up real quick. I always get confused. Fake with that. fans, fake fans. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh man. So yeah, anyway, go ahead.
0: But yeah, that was one heck of a song.
1: Yeah, it's What a Catch Donnie.
0: Okay, cool. That was one heck of a song with him on vocals. Yeah, that is I love that song from that. So then when and so I was pleasantly surprised to hear church because when I heard him kinda going back to that style of Mm -hmm. singing, I was like, okay, this You were having flashbacks. Yes, in (laughs) some way this is a return. Right. Because you know.
1: And then following that we got Heaven's Gate.
0: That also that blew me away even more.
1: When I listen to Heaven's Gate, automatically it takes me back to his soul punk. Yeah. Um, era. It reminds me of that time with yeah. with Patrick. His vocals on Heaven's Gate. He really fantastic. Yeah,
0: all the, out. The only thing you had like a gripe with were uh, some of the lyrics, right?
1: Yeah, lyrically, I think some parts are a little bit awkward.
0: Yeah, like you. But, you but didn't understand again, like you didn't understand what he when he meant. Uh, Give me a boost over Heaven's Gate.
1: I understand it. I just think there's like different ways to phrase it. You know, mm-hmm. I just okay. didn't feel that that was necessarily. Mm-hmm. the best way to uh, express that. But then again, it's not my song, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, those two songs back-to-back are phenomenal.
1: Yes, and then you got one of your personal favorites, Sunshine Riptide.
0: Yes, and surprisingly. Featuring
1: Burn-A-Boy from um, Nigeria. Yeah,
0: and surprisingly, I think that song, out of all the songs on uh, on Mania, I think that's the most out-there song they've written so far. It's, uh, in my opinion.
1: Because they've never had anything yeah, like that I mean, remotely, and, like that. And, you in know, their never, never catalog. mind.
0: Never mind. Uh, uh, what's what's the guest's name again? Burn a boy. Yeah, never mind his presence on that song. But just like, the whole vibe of the song. Yes, it is just the, like, the
1: reggae influence and and the whole yeah. vibe of the song. They've never had anything remotely close to that in
0: their catalog. Yeah, and I before. thought that was really good.
1: And they've had like like we've said they've experimented pop punk pop rock they've had yeah. hip hop they've had um, you know all types of they've had yeah yeah but they've never and, had
0: uh, yeah any and, reggae you know, influence if, if, if uh, you're listening to this and you're a rock purist so to speak uh, you'll immediately be turned off by all the electronic effects on Patrick's voice and all that I actually well, really you be
1: you would be turned off by this album in general. Yes. If you're a rock purist, let's be honest. And I think that's the whole argument of this album, which we'll end with that. I'm just going to finish. Um, we're almost done here with the tracks. Um, the closing track is Bishop's Knife Trick. I like that one. I like that one, too. I really it's like it's that very, one. And, like, spacey. Yeah.
0: And it's one of the, I think it's one of the very few songs. if not the only one where uh, you get a little bit of uh, Joe Troman's lead mm-hmm. in there, like lead guitar, like towards the end.
1: That's the only thing I. That's the, okay. So not not the only thing. I my two gripes with this album as a whole is number one the lyrics. I think they lyrically like watered yeah, it down absolutely. a lot compared to their previous stuff. Um, and I know they have been doing that since they came back from hiatus. Yeah. But I feel like you know part of the charm of Fall Out Boy was exactly how you said earlier was lyrically. How, you know, they were poetic with, with what they wrote. And... That's a better
0: word than what I used before.
1: Yeah. So um, that and the fact that Joe and Andy really, really take a backseat. Absolutely. And it's just it's such a shame because, like we said earlier, they have so much to offer and to bring to the table yeah. as far as their talent, um, you know, musically. And uh, it kind of on this album gets lost in the shuffle a little bit, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, for sure. So
1: those are my two main gripes with the album. But surprisingly, I actually really enjoyed this album.
0: Me too. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And I actually walked away saying to myself, I would listen to this again.
1: And I know this is a very polarizing album for people because what I always do, what I always do is I listen to the album first and I listen to the music and I do a whole run through of the album front to back and then I'll just keep continue to listen through it to it throughout the day and really get a feel for each song before I go, you know, online and check, you know, what the critics have to say, what other, you know, people have to say, YouTubers and stuff like that. Because I don't want their opinion to Yeah, you don't want their to jade mine, you know?
0: To influence your perception. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, I did that first as I always do, and then when I went on the internet and I saw, you know, the feedback, it was very, very mixed on this yeah, album. Yeah. Um, this album overall from people is very polarizing because some people can't let go of the past,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: So, let's talk a little bit more about that. The fact that basically, um, what you said earlier, which is the truth, is if you let go of the notion that they're just supposed to be a pop punk mm-hmm. band and that's it and they only can stay in that box and their music will never be good because it's not, you know, in that genre, then you should not listen to this album.
0: Exactly. And
1: in fact, you shouldn't listen to any of their stuff after the hiatus or actually even before the hiatus too, because some yeah, would argue why Boy didn't yeah, uh-huh. do so well. It's for that reason because that's that why reason. they started to deviate. So yeah, so then you can just go back and listen to the same two albums over and over again and mm-hmm. and get your fix from that. Yeah. But for everybody else who, you know, wants to be a little bit more open-minded, if you just let go of that notion just putting them in that box of that specific genre, you'd be pleasantly surprised that you can actually enjoy the music for what it is and that they don't necessarily have to just stick to one thing.
0: Exactly. And listen, I'm I'm not gonna say that this goes for every band. Like there are some bands that I've listened to where they've deviated and I did not take it that well. Of course. So. Well, let's
1: be honest here. Like I don't think either of us, um, I guess me more would say rock and roll. I mm-hmm. I actually really, really liked that album when they came back and, and they dropped the album. I was like, this is awesome. And I still really like that album me a too. lot but um we can be honest too once they started going like with american beauty american psycho and continued that you know down the path of yeah, further yeah. experimentation yeah. we were just like oh you know it's not the same anymore we yeah, we were yeah. you know we were just like how half of the population is right yeah. now no but
0: what, what i'm what i mean is you know if we're going to say if we're going to apply that concept to fallout boy and say that you know, we have to grow along with the artist and just get used to the fact that they're not going to stay the same forever. Mm-hmm. You know, we may as well, as difficult as it is, apply it to uh, most of the bands we listen to. As exactly.
1: Well. That's exactly that is the, the point is the fact that you know, maybe initially you can be upset about it and you can be like, well, this isn't the the band I thought I knew or the artist I thought I knew. Exactly. But then eventually, if you just kind of like let go of that notion and just be open to what you're hearing and maybe don't listen to it as a Fall Out Boy album, but just listen to it as an album.
0: Exactly. And that's what I did with Mm -hmm. Mania. I didn't listen to it as Fall Out Boy, the pop punk band. Yes. And I I think that's the
1: most important key to listening to their newer music. Is if you just listen to it and enjoy it for what it is, mm-hmm. it can, or or just listen to it, it for what it is, you can really to, enjoy it.
0: It leads to less heartbreak, basically. yeah.
1: And um and but if you still hold on to that hope,
0: yeah, it's course.
1: nowhere to be found on this album. Oh yeah,
0: and you know I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm a huge uh, Metallica fan, mm-hmm. and that is a running thing with a lot of uh, Metallica fans specifically older ones who, you know, were right there from the band's heyday up until now. Mm-hmm. You know, they they just, and, and I'm not, you know, criticizing them for this because I totally understand, they just can't get over the fact that Metallica shifted gears in uh, the early 90s. You know, to them, Metallica will always be the so they're always going to be
1: disappointed or yes, they're always going to have some issue with they're always going to be
0: disappointed unless metallica go back to that 80s sound mm-hmm. you know but other than that between 1991 and now most metallica fans are just like eh, they kind of stopped being that band for me like decades ago
1: right which is and which is unfortunate
0: it is unfortunate because i'll be honest i don't enjoy every single album Mm-hmm. There are some that I enjoy more than others, and yes, to anyone who knows them that's listening to this, this includes their sellout album, so to speak. <laughs> uh, I really enjoy that album. Not every single song, but I enjoy it.
1: Which album is that?
0: It's called, uh, it's a self-titled one, but it's called The Black Album as well. Okay. Uh, that's when they uh, shifted from thrash metal into just regular heavy metal. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoy their Saint Anger album, which... By any standard, is their worst album, but I really enjoy it because it's it's simple, really, and uh, it's it's a no bullshit album. Mm-hmm. But um, again, I only did that. I only managed to truly love those albums once I accepted that uh, things have to change, because that's how you uh,
1: that's how you evolve. You exactly, know? And that, the band is is constantly growing and evolving as well they're not the same people as they were when they wrote that initial album
0: and it's like uh even their drummer lars ulrich uh metallica's drummer said that you know he didn't say this specifically but i agree that either way you're screwed because if you evolve people tell you you sold out but if you stay the same just to please your older fans then
1: you're making the same record over and over again and and that gets stale
0: that's selling out in itself according to lars
1: because it's super stale it's like you know if you want to listen to that stuff you can go back and listen to it it's there for exactly.
0: you exactly. you know
1: but if they kept doing that over and over and over again after a while you'd be like okay exactly you know it gets really old exactly
0: so. now you know something to keep in mind you know changing your sound doesn't mean you have to go along with the trend no you know that doesn't mean you have to freaking use auto-tune and all that other bullshit just to be relevant Mm-hmm. You know, change is good because it really allows you to expand, but there's a fine line between shifting your sound because that's what you genuinely want to do and shifting your sound just to make more money exactly. or to be popular.
1: Exactly. Which and, I have a huge problem with. If you're yes. just making songs to just get on the radio. Exactly. And you kind of lost the whole point of, uh, yes,
0: exactly. And you know. in my opinion, that's not, you know, shifting gears to make more money or to be on the radio, to me, that's not the point of Mania. Because mm. I genuinely think that they made something really good with this album.
1: Speaking of, what are your favorite, if you could pick a top three songs? For this album? For this album, yeah. Uh,
0: Definitely Stay Frosty. Uh, Sunshine Riptide. And... Probably... Bolson? no uh what's the name of the last song
1: bishop's knife trick yes those three okay so yours would be stay frosty sunshine riptide and bishop's knife trick yes nice nice that's a solid although the last three. one's
0: hard to pick because it's a three-way tie between that one heaven's gate and church that's you know? good
1: problems to have though
0: yeah yeah, absolutely. you know
1: like you were saying uh earlier it's better than their last album Oh, yeah, but you do have sure. to go listen to their last album. Yeah, yeah. As much as it pains you to no, to go through it, and you I'm, might I'm, you I'm might end up gonna... you might end up finding something that you yeah, like yeah. on there. But
0: I'm only gonna do that because I promised you I would. <laughs> you did it. Why not me? Right.
1: Of course. <laughs> so okay. So for my um, top three, I would go with um, Church. That's nice. definitely nice. my favorite off of the album. I really, really am into that song. So mine would be Church. Last of the real ones. Very nice. And, oh, it's, it's, it's tough, hard. Right? <laughs> it's hard to fill in that last spot. Yeah, yeah. It would probably be either. It's, I, yeah, it's a hard spot to fill because, see, I like Stay Frosty too. I like Sunshine Riptide. I like Hold Me Tight or Don't. So it's it's tough, but um, I guess to fill in the last spot, I would go with. Sunshine Riptide,
0: nice. Yeah. Very so it'd be choice.
1: it would be Church, Last of the Real Ones, Sunshine Riptide, but Hold Me Tighter Don is very close, following that because <laughs> <Very laughs> nice. I really like that song a lot. Um.
0: So um. So any uh any concluding thoughts on the album?
1: Um, concluding thoughts is. I think everybody should go listen to it, regardless of how they feel, Um, whether they were pro Fall Out Boy um, after the hiatus or against. I think they should just give it a chance because I really went into this album with little to no expectation after hearing Young and Menace, to be honest with you. That is probably the my least favorite Fall Out Boy song that they've ever released.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, mine too.
1: So, yeah, but then when I finally heard the whole thing in full, I was pleasantly surprised that I think that there is something on here for everybody. So even if you don't like the album as a whole, um, there's definitely songs on here that people can gravitate towards more than other.
0: others. Yeah, yeah me too.
1: And uh, I agree with that. Yeah. So how do you feel about it?
0: I was very pleasantly surprised by the album. Again, I didn't enter it thinking about them as a pop punk band anymore Mm -hmm. i just entered it thinking of their new identity now Mm -hmm. and that definitely helped but uh, i agree with you i think there's something for everyone on this album and it definitely deserves to be heard it definitely deserves to be given a chance and you know wherever fallout boy decide to go in the future you know if if they decide to stay this route i hope they uh make something like this if not better
1: that's another thing like that's what i'm really interested in because um like i was telling you this before um you can kind of see the direction they were headed with say rock and roll and then to american be american psycho like it wasn't that extreme of yes. a transition right No, it's kind but of for this guess. yeah for this is kind of up in the air it's like which genre are they gonna go towards next or you know what i mean like what are they gonna do after this it's, it's definitely up in the air to see you know i'm curious to see if they're gonna try to get the fan reaction towards maybe some songs more than other songs and then go towards whatever genres those songs would fall under right or if they just don't you know care about anybody's reaction they just want to artistically keep on growing and changing if they just pick one and then head towards that like will we ever get a reggae follow-up album you know
0: who knows i don't know at this point <laughs> either way it's uh it's an exciting it's a it's an exciting thing to look out for you know definitely just to see where they're gonna go and you know whether we'll be pleasantly surprised or not you know
1: absolutely So moral of the story is go into mania with an open mind and give it a chance, despite whatever you heard or however you felt previously listening to older albums. And you might be pleasantly surprised because I definitely was.
0: Yeah, so was I. You might walk away with a new outlook on them, you know? Absolutely. Hopefully you might even have a favorite song or two.
1: Absolutely. So on that note, that is the end of our first podcast. We did it, Eric. We, yeah, made, it, man. we made it through. <laughs> yeah.